Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is happening, everybody? It's Jacob Downer here. This is the Daniel 3 podcast. It's episode something. I didn't even have time to check and see. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll look here. Let's see. Uh, your channel. We are on episode uh, 80. We're on episode 80. Nice. Big 8 Um, It has been crazy. I have been... No, I, I haven't been purposely taking a break from podcasting. It just for like the last two weeks, I was busy with A baby stuff because my wife had a baby back uh the uh on may 20th and then um no no ben i'm not going to sleep okay uh you are not you are not my my ruler um but no so um i've been doing a lot of different appearances on different podcasts so i was on uh the enemy of my enemy podcast a couple weeks ago and then i was on uh uh, the Lions of Liberty podcast last week, and I- I'm missing out a couple in between there. I don't know, but I've just been uh, doing doing a lot of stuff, and I don't know. I miss you guys. I want to talk to you guys, and there's been like uh, no end of um, Twitter controversies and and banter going on that I've been wanting to dive into. So uh, this is kind of a last minute put together uh, live stream, and I got. Um, Someone returning to the show, although it's it's their first time uh, joining solo. Uh, it's Mr. Uh, Anarcho Catholic or uh, or Einkath, uh for short. Um, you know, I, I I appreciate the the uh, desire to re- remain anonymous, but you should just do what I did, which is just make it so no one even knows what your name is, and <laughs> that way that way it, it's even more effective because someone once someone doxes you it's all over but with me it's just like i don't know his name jacob daniel or which one Joshua? is it? what is it? <laughs> so. I, I felt so bad when you were in our in our chat last night uh uh Oster Timmel was doing a stream and i just instinctually i started calling you daniel like i've been doing like since the very beginning and i feel guilty about it at some point but just yeah every, everyone's sort of gotten confused what your actual name is yeah no but and even to be yeah, here. It, thank you for having me for for the big uh eight zero yeah, no, it's uh, cause I, 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 I feel like I should have more episodes than that. I don't know how Caleb. Uh, I, I feel like Caleb is just like 
you know, nonstop. I mean, he's, he's young and single, right? So like, that's all he has time to do. He's like, he plays, <laughs> plays video games, puts out like five podcasts a day. I mean, like I started before him, but he's already at like a hundred something. So he's um, got that hustle, man. And just like, you know, he'll read a book and like, okay, I read something. Somebody needs to talk to me about it. <laughs> got to respect yeah. the God, I wish I had time. I, I, I read about uh, five books a week, but I don't finish them. <laughs> I get about you know five, and the, the problem with me is that like I have a lot of books I'm reading, but I have so little time to read, and half the time I'm reading, I'm so tired, um, or it's just there's so much going on around me. I'll read five pages, and then the next time I go sit down and read, I'll go, wait, I don't even remember the last five pages I read, so I have to reread those five pages, and then it's like I'm reading the same five pages over and over again and retaining retaining nothing because I'm not in the right uh frame of mind mind or or setting to 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 actually read and i i want to i want to listen like i listen to listen to a lot of podcasts i've tried getting into audiobooks but for some reason they just bore me because like it's 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 easy to listen to people talking in like a conversational fashion like we are now but to just read listen to someone like reading something at you is just i don't know i my adhd riddled brain just doesn't doesn't process it right I'm the, I'm the exact same way. I can't get into audiobooks. And the the I think ostracism has been better for me in terms of my reading than anything else in the last like since my kids were born. Like I've I've read more books in the last six months just because I had to get ready for podcasts than anything else. But what, what was I going through today? We're reading something that we're doing a, a live reading for, and I think I read the same page of of Jacques Maritain like five times in a row because like I'd start something, baby would start crying, start something, get spit up. Like it, it was just. And it's it's a dense enough book that, like you have to sort of focus on it. And it was just it was going so slowly that I was like, okay, I actually need to reread this later because I'm not getting it. Even though it's my fourth time going through it. That's funny. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoy the reading, but it's I don't know. Like I I barely find the time. And that's in addition to like the seven tabs that I've got open of like, oh yeah, I need to get through this. I need, there's this article, this article, this book from Mises.org. Like it's oh, it's never ending. I wish I had just six hours more a day just to, just to read. Yeah, seriously. No, I wish we had, you know, like, I want to go back, like, God, like, seven days, okay? Like, I mean, who, who am I to question your creation? But, but like, <laughs> you know, we, we couldn't have had eight, eight days, you know, seven and a half. Like, you know, it's just not enough time in the week. You know, I, I need, I need like an extra, you know, even just six hours. Find me an extra six hours a week. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Um, But so we've had a lot of... um. Uh, I mean, I mean, since you've been on, there's been a lot that just happened in general. Uh, but we've kind of been um, at times on the same side and at times on the opposite sides of um, some, uh, you know, infamous t uh, Twitter uh, wars over over the last few weeks. Right. So I, I thought it'd be fun to maybe dive into those topics a little bit and just, uh, you know, get, get, you know, get some more meat on the conversation because like with Twitter, it's like. You know, you, you end up just repeating yourself over and over again because it's like, well, how, how many different ways can I say the same thing in 240 characters? Because um, it's <laughs> pretty limiting and uh, kind of hard to have a good conversation other than that. Um, one of the things which it's it's funny. So I started this podcast because I wanted to convince like mainstream uh, Christianity and you know, and, and I included, you know, Catholics in that I've always tried, even though I, I I'm not. A, a, you know, a, a Catholic myself, I've always tried to be more of a, a, a big tent. Like I want to speak to 
you know, generally everyone who considers themselves a Christian and try to represent them uh, to the best of my ability. So I've tried to reach people with the idea of the compatibility between Christianity and uh, like anarchist, anarcho-capitalist political uh, theory um, in Austrian economics. And it's weird because lately I feel like I'm doing the same thing that I set out to do, but I'm doing it with people who like aren't people that I typically thought I would have to do it with. Like people who at one point seemingly were convinced of that and then have now gone in different weird esoteric directions. Um, some of which I can appreciate. Like um, I've had a lot of conversations with Andrew from popular Liberty on, and um, he, he, he has some interesting ideas and has kind of gone a, slightly different way towards uh what he called like a private law society or like a uh private statecraft uh um sort sort of n- direction which is which is interesting some some of it I, I i find fascinating and and even sometimes find myself agreeing agreeing to but then other times that i'm talking to these people and i'm just like um yeah like i i don't know where things went off the uh, the tracks as far as like these people at one point did see a consistency between these two things and now they don't. Um, so I mean, what's, what's your observation, you know, as far as just in general, the compatibility between Christianity and, and anarchist uh, p- political theory. And then we can kind of go more into the different cr- critiques that people from various factions seem to have with that. Sure. And yeah, I have to sort of echo the same sentiment as I've, you know, sort of hopped into the space and like, okay, yeah, you know, I've, I've read some Rothbard, read some Hoppe, read some, some von Mises and want to sort of, you know, dig into this more and try and get that message out there from a, from a more Christian or Catholic perspective. And then finding all these people who have, who have read more than me in those same spheres and have been doing this longer and who have sort of had their, their post-libertarian moment, I think, as, as Andrew would probably say. Um, and it's been interesting for me to watch because I think I'm still sort of lagging behind them as well in terms of saying like, you know, okay, like there's, there's something to, to what I originally thought. Um, it's, it's interesting. I know one of the, the big things that has been part of the debate recently has been this sort of semantic argument about what is anarchism and what, or what is anarchy and what isn't. And, and right. being a, a very clear, and I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to be a stickler for the definition. Um, but if you're, and, and in that perspective, it's like, okay, yes, there, there's things about, about what I believe that it's certainly not anarchy in that, in that pure original, you know, translated, translated from the Greek sense. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like if you're, if you're going to look at, at the, the Christian anarchist writers that were calling themselves Christian anarchists, like you know, go back to Tolstoy in the, in the 19th century or, or even the, the sort of anarcho-capitalist tradition. Okay. They, they were calling themselves anarchists, but they weren't like, you know, okay. If, if they if they chose the wrong term, okay. Sorry, I guess they, they should have used a different word. But I'm I'm sticking. Like, it's it's such a good reference to yeah. It's like this. Right. This is the theory. Yeah. I don't want to have to spend thirty words trying to describe it if someone's already ha- had a term, even if it's probably not the. And most- that's always been my thing, which is like I'm not married to the word, but like language is, uh, to some extent, like, you know subjective and and words are tools right so it's like mm. you know I, I i like you said uh eloquently i don't want to have to every time i get into a political conversation have to write you know a, a paragraph like a leftist to explain what my <laughs> my political views are so you know it's just like how can you convey the most information with the least amount of effort possible and it's like to me to say i'm a christian anarcho-capitalist is as precise as one can be 
um, and putting things in, I think, in a um, the proper order too. Because I, I, to me, like Christian first, uh, uh, anarchist second, and capitalist last. Not that I think capitalism is is unimportant, but it's like I'm I'm mostly tied to uh to, to christianity to my relationship with with christ as as my savior and to the truth found um in the holy scriptures and 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 taught by the christian church and then after that i believe that um you know consequentially i have uh opinions about like political rulers and kingdoms of man and who we should give worship to um and and then lastly it's like i i have strong opinions about economics where it's like but like you know the the economics is I'm pretty confident about that. But if there was any of those three that I would have to put like in a hierarchical structure, what's most mm-hmm. and least important, like the capitalist part kind of has to be at the bottom just because I think the Christian part has to be at the top. And the, the anarchy part is like, if we got to theoretical anarchist land and the state's gone and it turns out like, Oh, our economic organization is closer to something like mutualism than capitalism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm going to, die mad you know what i mean like i just be like okay i guess i was a little bit wrong on some of the economic stuff but it's like um i could i could get past that i couldn't get past wouldn't i'd have a i've had i'd have a much harder time getting past the uh the first two things we lived in yeah and and it's an issue for me it's it's about praxis like i'm i'm sort of the and i think you've got the exact right order there like the most important thing thing is your relationship with god then is your relationship with other, other men you know how can you be how do you be moral how do you do the right thing and then the economics is sort of a, is sort of the, the praxis of it. It's like, okay, what's the what's the given what we know is the right thing to do? How do we go about doing it? Right. Which is important, but it's it you know the, those those other things have to come first. Is you have to know you have to have this this understanding of of the supernatural and the and the metaphysical and and the divine, and then you can kind of get okay based on that. How should I how should I act to other men? And then based on that, okay, what's the best way to sort of achieve these moral goals? Um, and so it's also probably the order of certainty with me too. It's like I think I, I sort of have the best grasp on on my faith and and what that should mean for me and then the next is okay what 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 political system sort of you know can can uphold that that moral standard well you know there might be different options you know you could convince me okay yeah it turns out some kind of you know a narco feudalism yarvinian post like okay that that sure i guess possibly like is it my, I mean, my question I'll is always them, is it moral yeah that's that's my thing although i'll grant like if if i had my choice between the status quo and the and the ideas that the post-libertarians are pushing out it's like well i find what they're pushing to be a lot more appealing than the status quo but yeah i still don't know if that's sort of my you know both i think i think you put it well it's like it's sort of like what because there's a there's a moral component and a praxis component right and it's like i i consider myself politically anarchist in a sense of like what i think is moral um based upon both uh, like philosophical reason and also Christian norms mm-hmm. for what the relationships should be uh, man to fellow man. And that said, it's like, okay, so like th- that's the ideal. Can we reach that? I don't know. Like I'm kind of agnostic in, in terms of like, can we reach in this reality, in this earth, in this age, can we reach a society that is living out a, you know, anarchistic, uh social praxis and and if and and then if that's possible how widespread is it how long does it last like those are things i don't know and and Mm -hmm. i just kind of hope hope for the best i'm i'm not i guess i'm somewhat of a political realist which is like if if the 
if what I have to settle for is some sort of minarchy or feudal, you know, decentralized monarchy, it's like, okay, I, I wouldn't be a hundred percent content with those. But again, like compared to what, <laughs> like <laughs> c- compared to the uh, global corporate, uh, uh wokeism just whatever yeah. yeah death cult yes yeah well and, and even beyond that because i've heard the argument occasionally like you know they're like you're not going to get rid of evil in the world you're not going to get you're not going to eliminate the state it's like okay even if let's take the the completely black pilled view and say okay you know we, we can't achieve anything like we're just sort of stuck with this just on the on the intellectual side just the acknowledgement like, okay maybe we can't get rid of this evil but let's at least acknowledge it as evil like let's let's have a clear enough understanding right. of morality right. okay like maybe we can't get rid of this state but can we all agree like it's a bad thing like we, like, well, that, like that's, that's, that's to... a good step one you can't get it right. anywhere if you can't sit there and say if we can't convince people yeah this is not something that you should have right or it's like it's, it's kind of like going to god be like god, why did you say do not murder like do you think you're gonna you know prevent all people from all time from murdering <laughs> like no like, like well, of course people are going to break moral commandments but like we still have to establish what the moral like what is morally normative of according to god mm-hmm. um and 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 what what the scriptures say and using you know some sort of uh you know proper her, uh hermeneutic and philosophical framework to to try to accomplish that you know that that's one thing a little bit of a tangent here it's like it's one thing that I really admire about the Catholic tradition is that they, they always seem to couple uh, a reading of scripture with also like a sort of like, um, you know, uh, Aristotelian or uh, I guess in a more Catholic sense, a more um, scholastic uh, or, or scholastic or uh, kind of like what, what, um, what, what, what uh, Thomas Aquinas did, like just this very uh, coupling of faith and, and, and reason together. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I don't think you see that anywhere else in the Christian faith put together quite as well. Um, and actually, I, you know, the the more reformed faith that I come out of sometimes has a very strong, like, you know, uh, philosophy is bad kind of streak yeah. coming from it. And then you have like the the Orthodox, which are just which are just like, you know, well, you know, not not only is philosophy weird, but like coherent sentences are also dumb. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it, it, you know, I I find myself more at home a lot of times with, with, with Catholics. Cause it's like, we're, 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 we're at least I think operating off of similar, like constructed worldviews as far as like how to, uh, you know, how to, how to organize kind of like the different moving parts and how to tackle them. Um, so, right. um, but, but yeah, I think that the, uh, to, to get back to what we were saying, I guess like, yeah, I, I, to me, I think that, you know, anarchy is just in the same way as me saying like murder is bad. It's like okay, you know, also theft, stealing thing is are is bad, and so like logical deductions that come from that, backed up, I think, by biblical observations of you know the the stories that are documented in the Bible, both Old and New Testament. It's like I I don't think that what is normative in terms of God's moral ordained order is for humans to construct these uh giant apparatuses that we refer to as states or monopolistic governments or whatever in which people have special rights that like you know like for me and you murder is bad for these people you know for hillary clinton it's just like a running joke how many people has 
has she suicided? It's just like, you know, or, you or, know, or even you, in a more, more pure conception, if you have a democracy, it's like, well, murder is okay. If 51% of the population says right, it's yeah. okay kind of thing, like even, right, even exactly. in that ideal, like where, how does that make sense? Like why does much, even if you're, if your system is majoritarianism and it actually works, why is that okay? And that, that's the thing that I've, cause I'm, I'm talking to a lot of these people and find them very, find them brilliant in a lot of cases, but I, I still haven't seen that explanation. So, okay, yeah, may, maybe there's there can be some some kind of okay system of government, but why why is this one okay? Like all the ones that we see seem to be pretty, pretty terrible. Can you give a moral justification for any of them? And that's and I, I can't find that anywhere. If people have sort of gone into detail about you know why why a very artificial and and constructed state apparatus can still be moral without you know without it being voluntary or consensual in some way, I. If people have sort of gone through that analysis, I haven't found it anywhere. Right. And and I guess where the word anarchy might trigger some people, and, and I get it, like if we're talking about maybe like the first use of that word and, and the first people who, to call themselves that, they were definitely advocating for things and living in ways that were, you know, antithetical to Christian values. And, I, I you know, I, I have no problem admitting that. Um, but it's sort of like, it, I think the entomology of a word is interesting and not unimportant, but it's not, it, to me, it's not like, okay, so a term developed out of this, therefore it must mean its original use for all time. Like language can be something that develops over time. And I mm -hmm. think uh, people like Murray Rothbard, people um, like Hoppe took terms like anarchy and said, okay, well, you know, if your system doesn't work in not, it's not only that the left anarchy doesn't work in practice, it doesn't even work in theory. It's just like, it's almost just like angry reading about hierarchy and, and, you know, property is theft, rent is theft, you know, every, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's just like incoherent babble. But if we cut out, like, they're like, the root of what you're getting at is okay. Let's take out the incoherent babble and let's add in, like, you know, a understanding of the natural order and of hierarchy back into it, then it's like, okay, well, now you have like a an, an anarchy that that's actually both logically consistent on paper and that we can see even uh, coincides with the natural order uh, that, that I think is both self-evident and I think that is described, um, you know, in the Bible. And I, and I guess it's just like... <sighs> For some people, I guess maybe they they think that's like, I think some people view that as mental gymnastics, and it's like okay, well, fair enough. Like, it's not the cleanest thing, um, but it's the if if I tell someone that look, some people have said like, well, just tell people you're a Christian or just tell people that you're a libertarian. It's like it's just not precise enough. It's like I want to use the most precise term. I don't like states. I don't like, mm -hmm. you know, the initiation of force against peaceful people. It's like, I don't like, you know, and, 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 and in the other sense, it's like these people who, who criticize this are often right wingers. And it's like, why are you seeding ground to the left? Don't let them take these terms. I mean, we have to draw a line somewhere. They've taken words already that I think like, you know, the word liberal is completely like, I, I you know, it's gone. I, it's <laughs> it's gone. Like, I love the original Misesian classical liberal idea and definition of that but they've they've completely uh you know beat that dead horse into the pavement like you, you know there's just a blood stain in the pavement now you don't even know what was there that's how much they, they they beat it to death um 
we, you know, if we don't draw lines at, around some words and say, no, we are going to define these words and not see that that ground to the left, like, well, well you know, that's that's just admitting defeat. I mean, and they, they aren't going to stop at these terms. They'll keep coming. I mean, the word the term Christian is under attack in many ways, in my oh, opinion. So it's I, like I, we... I, I, it's 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 fail, it, and it's losing in the same kind of way. Right. A, a little bit of a little bit of pushback in a couple places. I mean, I think I think anarchy is originally a left a, a, a left word. Like you said, the original anarchists were you know did not believe in hierarchy or rules or rulers, and it, it has a sort of a left extension. It's like yes. that, that. I think the the um, early Austrians sort of. They, they did the opposite of what, what the left always did. They, they took that from the left and says, no, we're going to make this a right wing term rather effectively. Like, and it's, you know, it's, we can, we can have that battle back and forth. Um, but yeah, like, like we've been saying, like it's, 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 it's an easy and very precise way to sort of ex express something, um, you know, by the, by the textbook def letter definition of anarchy, would I say I'm an anarchist? No, like there's, I, there, I do believe in, in a ruler, uh, but certainly believe in, in rules of a certain kind. I believe in, in a number of hierarchical, right. uh, but if you're, hierarchical if structures. Right. Okay. But if anarchy means no hierarchy and no authority and no rules, it's like, well, again, that's just not even it's not even coherent. It's, it's incoherent. <laughs> and, if, and it's interesting reading some of the left anarchists. Um, I, I went through anarchist handbooks really after you it, it read a, a Prudhomme. I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah, some of the most autists. No, like, and, and to their credit, <laughs> like they, they 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 don't they are very consistent in their completely insane, inconsistent views. But and but they they attack everything like you know the the family doesn't exist for them anymore like you know women sort of look after children I think this is Perdon they're like you know okay well, you know women yeah. will sort of look after children until they can look after themselves but you know the idea of marriage or couples or fathers just sort of goes away and like, like so I mean like and they're they're consistent in that view and in that sense I don't think it's I don't I don't think uh, Rothbard and Hoppe and the like sort of took that and sort of put things on it I really it, I think the better way to think about it is they built something from their classical liberal natural rights kind of understanding. And notice, okay, this has a lot of similarities with with the left anarchist view, but it has a, it, the origins are completely different. Like they 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 base it on a True. completely different set of, of 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 principles. And then there's a there's a not even not just superficial. There's some real similarity to the left to left anarchism, um, and that's why they, that's why they use the term. But it's it's a it is well, completely us, like, distinct in its and its and its understanding. Maybe a good metaphor would be like, um, like like scientific discoveries over time, and like we 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 would go back and look at newton and go you know newton got it wrong but you know newton also got some things right and scientists come later after other scientists and pick up what they got right and refine the parts that they got wrong as we discover more over time and as we are are advancing scientific knowledge and discovery i think, it's I think an the same analogy, yeah. yeah i think the same can apply to to things like philosophy and certain uh, ideas like anarchy that maybe in their infancy got some right and some wrong but people have come after the original anarchists and gone like okay like we're gonna take the stuff you got right and we're going to discard the the, the things that have have been borne out through you know both on paper and in reality experiments that show <laughs> that they don't work and we're going to refine those hy hypotheses until we come up with something that works yeah and, and, and so not only that but like you you should also the and this is very true in, in newtonian in physics the development of physics but i think it applies here as well as the you know they, they grasp some truth that seems very clearly like, okay there's something clearly evil about the state 
So right. if, if you're developing your theory, you should also conclude at some point, you know, if, if you're being consistent and you've got a, a valid theory, at some point the state should come out as being evil. Otherwise you've done something wrong. Like you, like you can start at different points, but you know your conclusion needs to agree with, with, with observed reality. Like, okay, you know, we, we know totalitarian, we know communism doesn't work. If your theory goes along and comes up with communism being a great idea, something's gone wrong. Well, <laughs> so that's it's, the, that's it's, the it's weird thing concern. about the left anarchists is almost that like, it's like the state is 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 bad and hierarchy is like all this stuff is bad. And they're like, okay, what are you going to do? It's like, oh, well, we're going to make the biggest freaking state we can. And <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Like, like does not compute. And at least like, you know, the anarcho-capitalists just like, oh, they're not real anarchists. Like, well, they're the ones that actually have the end goal of abolishing the state and, and like, you know, achieving a workable, uh, you know, voluntarism. That's based mm -hmm. in something tangible like, you know, Austrian economics rather than in something like, you know, every everyone will just voluntarily share and create things for the good of the people or something stupid like that. Like, it's right. Just, and then so, if, we, if we force them to do it long enough, they'll start doing it spontaneously. That's like the, the socialist man idea. I, it, yeah, it, it, it never really made a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, no, it's, because I don't think it actually makes any sense, period. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. So, but yeah, so I think if we, so if, if we can, you know, push away the notion that anarchy has to be anti-hierarchy, anti-authority, anti-rules, and if it just means, you know, the more, I think, you know, the more Rothbardian idea of, of, of anarchy, then I, I don't see how someone can say it's incompatible with Christianity. Um, some of the criti criticisms I've heard are, you know, coming from people who are, you know, either Catholic or Orthodox and, and, and they're, I mean, there, there's a few different criticisms. One of them is sort of the, uh, well, anarchy is, or, and libertarianism, broadly speaking, is just unnecessary because you should just tell people to be Christian and that covers everything. And it's like, well, I mean, that sounds good on paper, except that empirically there are a lot of Christians who are statists and who don't understand economics. So clearly Christians are getting this wrong. So, you know, we, we, we need some sort of pushback there. Um, but, but I guess the other criticism is sort of like uh, that you know, one, I think it's like they, they confuse horizontal and, and vertical relationships. And they're just like, well, no, God, God rules everything. And you don't even own yourself. God owns you. And so, you know, anarchy and anarcho-capitalism and all that, like it, it, it's founded on unchristian premises because uh, you don't own yourself. And to say that you do is to be uh, in like rebellion against God or claiming that you are God. Uh, what, what, what do you make of that? Like, like my, my reaction is almost like that's just kind of like, like a semantical word game. But I also don't know if that's, you know, something that maybe there's a different Catholic perspective on that I'm not, I mean, not aware to, of. To some degree, I think there's, there's some semantics going on, but I, I think there is a, there is a distinction because I think there's a lot of, of very, you know, strictly speaking, libertarian arguments that are, that according to libertarian philosophy or, or you know, anarcho-capitalist philosophy are very consistent that are very unchristian. I think the, the sort of the realization that I've had just in the last couple of days, just for hearing this talk is that calling yourself a, a Christian anarchist I would say doesn't doesn't make you an anarchist because if, if even if we're taking this the the actual definition of the word if, if anarchy is is no no rulers no rules no hierarchy 
I would say a, a Christian anarchist. It's not just an anarchist who is Christian. It's a, it's an, it's, there are no rules or rulers except God and his law. <laughs> and, it, and that, and that fixes a lot of those issues. Like if the, and, and, um, with that sort of caveat, I think a lot of the, a lot of things sort of fall into place. And as I would say, as a, as a, as a Catholic anarchist to sort of be a further refinement of that, it'd be okay. No rules or rulers except God and his law and his church and sure. you know, yeah, the, the I would authority that, that. that's been given to them. And I think, I think a lot of things come very clear with regard to the, okay, you don't own yourself thing. I think there's a bit of semantics there because this idea that I think is true is, is strictly speaking, we don't own ourselves. We are, we are, what's the word? Um, stewards of our, of our body, you know, God, God right. owns us and we have, we've been in, we've been given um, power to, to sort of use it to, to do his will. Um, but it's, it's his and not ours, which I think is true. I, um, I, I agree. But I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's like a functional ownership insofar as like, like, yes, God owns everything in a metaphysical sovereign, you, you know, sense as the, as the creator, as like the being that makes reality continue being reality you know what i mean like but like in, in terms of like when we're analyzing um interactions between men and other men it's like mm. well ownership you know i think simply defined as just like the exclusive right to use something it, it, you know it's like well you know i you know in in every way except that metaphysical way i do own myself and i i think you can you can call that self stewardship, but then it's like, well, what is a steward? Like to me, it's almost like you, you you're pushing at a distinction without much of a difference, at least in a in a praxis sense. I, th I think you that, that it's mean? true in, in most cases. I think the the clear exception is if you were if you were a steward of yourself and not an owner of yourself, you were you you can't you have to you have to you know sort of do what's in the best interest of the of the shareholders, as it were. Is you 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 can't do evil to your or you're 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 morally prohibited from doing evil to yourself. Sure. Just as a matter of morals. And so then you get into questions and this is one that sort of will trip up a lot of a lot of non-Christian or Catholic libertarians and say, okay, if someone wants to kill themselves and you want to stop them, okay, you know, the, the, what's the, you know, if, if you're going by the purely sort of, okay, they have a right to their ownership of their body, okay, I can't stop them from doing what they want to do with themselves, that would sort of be the purely libertarian argument. I think the, the Christian anarchist or the Catholic anarchist would sit there and say, okay, no, they, they don't have that right. They don't, if something that is, that is clearly evil they're doing to themselves, I have some kind of obligation to step in because they're not fulfilling their their duty as a steward of themselves. Now, what the extent sure. of that is, how far that, because I mean, that, that, that for me is the core question is, okay, we can establish there are things that you are, you should not be allowed to do just morally. Now, what is what can society, what can I as not you do about that? Because I don't think it's right, nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and filling in that oh, sort of gray I, yeah. area is a, is a, is a right. difficult one because it's you don't want to sit there and say, like, you know, I can if I, I'm going to decide what's good and bad. And if I think you're doing something bad, I can stop you. Then you can, you know, prohibition works of, uh, you know, every, if, you know, if you're eating too many calories or getting too big of a, of a Coke in, in New York City, I can try and stop you because I don't think it's good for you. Clearly, that's not OK. Like there's there's clearly some kind of line between, OK, I'm going to shoot myself in the head and no one's allowed to stop me versus I'm going to, you know, eat too much. But where that line is, or how that how that gradient moves—that's that's something I'm really trying to figure out right now. That's 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 where my big interest is, because I, I think there is, because there is there's a there's a distinction in that sort of gray area there, but I don't know quite how to define it. Right. So we have on one end people who would say, uh, maybe like the the pure ideological libertarian would say, uh, yeah, if someone wants to do harm to themselves, that you have no right to stop them. Uh, on the other hand, and you might have Christians who go like, well. Not only do they not have a right to do that, but 
we should construct a state and pass laws and have whatever it takes to stop people from doing this. And I guess what you're saying, and and I think I kind of agree, is that like, um, well, both of those are unsatisfying and Mm -hmm. there's probably, you know, maybe not, you know, exactly in the middle, but somewhere in that null space between those two extremes is probably a more reasonable approach, or it might even be like a case by case bait. But my, 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 my approach tends to be that like, some of these things, there is no like universal answer to. It's almost like, you know, hypotheticals get hard to um, deal mm-hmm. with because the problem with hypotheticals is uh, you can include as many details as you want, as you want, but there's always necessarily things that are left out. And it's almost right. like you almost need those unknown details to know how to act in any given situation. And also, I think there there's going to have to, I think at some point, in, in the conversation that goes on between the different people in, in, in this ongoing dialogue, a recognition from all sides that there's no perfect answer because the only perfect answers would, uh, the only perfect um, outcomes that can be made are not really in this reality. It's going to be when we are in heaven with God. Right. And while we live on, on, on this planet in this reality, like, there's and I'm not saying we should use this as an excuse to be lazy or to not push back against evil, but like, I don't know, I guess it's not, my praxis is not to try to achieve perfection when I know that's impossible. It's more like, I don't know, like w- w- in any given situation, it's almost kind of like first do no harm exactly, and then second yeah. reduce the harm being done to the greatest extent possible. And how you do that kind of varies by the situation you're in like if i saw someone uh standing on the end of a, edge of a bridge and it looks like they're getting ready to jump i really have no qualms about someone doing you know almost anything necessary to stop that person from killing themselves like I, mm-hmm. I and that might even be a violation against anarchist or libertarian principles but it's like okay but like i, I guess this is probably where um you know uh I wear more of my Christian hat in this sense because it's like, well, libertarianism is not a complete philosophy. It's a very, right. it's a very limited, and but the problem is, uh, libertarians who aren't Christian, it's like it becomes a thick philosophy because they don't, they don't have, they have that God-shaped hole in their heart, and so they have nothing to fill it with but more libertarianism, <laughs> right, <laughs> or libertinism, or or or, or something. Um, but it's like I, I do think there are instances where you are morally obligate, obligated to uh, break property rights. Like, mm-hmm. property rights are important, but they're not, like, the highest supreme good, you know? Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. 
Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think not only is, is libertarianism not a not a complete philosophy, it's not a fundamental philosophy. Like it's it, it, it's you have to get to libertarianism. And I think there's been a be, it's almost because a consequentialist, of, like a consequential, like it's not something. It, it, I don't know. If that makes sense. It's like something. It's something you conclude based upon several observations. Yes. It's not, but it's not like something that is just self-evident or yeah, the, the or NAP is not, it's not self-evidently true. It's only, but yeah. But I think they're um, sort of based on sort of the the modern world we live in and how it was developed. They sort of started in the middle a little bit, and so they miss some things. Again, you have you have libertarian principles that you sit there and say, yeah, I would not, I would not hold to this principle. It's not a good principle. But the, the 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 question is okay. How do we make this more consistent? That, again, this is this is my big project. If I could ever get around to it, and really want what, what where my interest is is because there's like, like we said with sort of the left anarchism versus anarchic capitalism. There's clearly something good there. Like they're they're getting a lot of good conclusions. Anarchic capitalism being a lot closer to to a to a, a coherent and sound moral philosophy than than left anarchy, but it's definitely missing something. And, it, and I think it, my, my big idea is trying to go back to, okay, how do we understand these sort of first principles of morality? And, how, and can we, from that, can we, can we sort of refine what our libertarian principles are so that we can handle these edge cases? Even if we, like you said, I, I agree completely. I don't think you try and legislate or try and give these sort of, um, what's, what's the Kantian term, these categorical imperatives about in this situation, you must do X, Y, or Z. I think that's, you know, I, I, I hate Kant for that for many reasons, but that's one of them. Um, that's not fair. I don't. I don't hate the man. I hate his ideas. Um, but I, I think just making sure that we have the that our principles are expressed correctly and are true and are moral can be a can be a better guide to helping in these edge cases where clearly there's, there's something just a little bit off about libertarian theory because it's like you said it's got this god shaped hole in it. Um, but I would love to see that sort of fleshed out better so we can point to okay here's here's a more coherent version of this ideology that does that correctly incorporates all the good that's in that philosophy, but also gets that, that gets these first principles right. correct. At, at the same time, because I, I agree with all that, um, I think some of like the, the, the post-libertarian types are like unsatisfied in some sense with libertarianism and anarchism. And because of that, they want to reject it wholesale. And also then consequentially, it's like, well, for, forget that. Like the, the focus just needs to be 100% like, making everyone Christian. And that includes even like trying to use any, any means, or even some people would go as far as like any political means to force Christian norms upon people. And like my, and I have several issues with that, but one of them is that like, like my sense of, you know, libertarian political philosophy, as much as we could criticize it as incomplete would be that a like if we're going to have people who aren't Christian, which seems to me like a, a inevitability, uh, you know, again in this it, in this span of time from now to whatever eschatology is right, because I I don't know. <laughs> um, but, we'll, we'll, we'll get you eventually. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, whatever whatever uh, end times scenarios end up happening at whatever point in time it's like until we get past this uh part of the tapestry of god's on uh, you know never ending unfolding uh creation it's like okay we're, there's going to be people who are either temporarily or will forever 
re uh, reject God and and reject submitting to uh, God and and His Church. So okay, one of the things we're told to do as Christians, both by Jesus Himself and uh, repeatedly in both the Old and the New Testament, is that insofar as it depends on us, we are supposed to live at peace with all people. Like, all right, well, how do I best promote living at peace with both my Christian neighbors and my non-Christian neighbors, and even the people who I would view as my enemies in, in some sense? It's like, well, how do I foster the most peace? And, you know, I, I don't think we're supposed to be like Islam. I don't think we're supposed to try to use the sword to... <laughs> To, to bring peace, which is some people go, oh, it's a religion of peace. It's like, yeah, well, the peace is kind of a euphemism uh, in that. <laughs> yeah, the peace in that is description. Um... Peace, peace by submission. Um, and I don't think it's what we're supposed to do. I think, in, in some sense, it's like even as incomplete as like libertarian or anarcho-capitalist political theory is. It's like um, if we were living in a society that was. 70% secular, I would rather that society be, you know, as libertarian as possible than for it to, you know, really be any other political system. Because I think that is what is most conducive to, to peace. And that's also like, like, if our goal is to evangelize people, right? It's like, well, it's a lot easier to evangelize people when we're not like pointing guns at each other. So it's like I, I I get it. Like it's not perfect. It's incomplete. And I agree with there's a god shaped hole in the middle of uh, of the libertarian philosophy. But it's like in this imperfect world, it is the best tool we have as far as just like a strict political philosophy for promoting peace. Like does that does that make sense? Or, or do you have any pushback there? I don't think, I don't have a lot of pushback. But I'd, I'd say even beyond. Because again, I mean, the the praxis I think is important, but I'm also sort of an idiot about praxis. Like, I I don't know what works well. I would say it's almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the issue. It's, it's it's almost. I love the way Jordan Peterson puts it, which he's like he's like most new ideas are stupid, <laughs> or like it's just about finding the least stupid idea, or or like he'll be right. like capitalism is like the worst economic system ever, except for all the others. It's like nothing really works. It's just like what's what's a complete disaster and what's a workable disaster <laughs> one of the great things about capitalism is you, is you, you can test really quickly like it'll, it'll tell you yeah. what works really quickly right but I think beyond whether or not just libertarianism works for for any given means it just seems to me like it, it it's the most moral that i've heard like in terms of like okay how should i live my life what should i do because I, I mean not only do i think conversion by the sword is not a particularly effective way to to try and you know run your society or your religion um, I don't think it works particularly well, but I also it's it's evil. Like I mean, a conversion is something that happens in the heart and is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not something that I'm like you know I can I can give witness, I can I can persuade, I can you know badger to some extent, but it's ultimately between you and God what you're going to believe. And and me trying to me trying to suppress your will in that way is I, I find completely immoral. So to me, it's much more important. Okay, like like we were saying earlier, first do no harm. Like if I wanted to live a moral life. I think libertarianism gets me a lot closer to these these all these other ideas I hear is okay. You've got an idea that okay, this might work really well, but would it require me to do evil? And why and why should I be okay with that? Like if you're, if your if your um, political philosophy asks me to do evil to achieve its ends, I think the the metaphor that you see a lot with sort of the ring of power from Tolkien. I think that's that's a very good one. Like you know you yeah. we're not supposed to wield that ring, but it, it, we might have an idea. Okay, if we just if we were the ones in control of the state, we could do all these great things. And maybe you could, but but it's going to it's going to take your soul in the end. Like it's just by its nature, it's not it's not for it's not for you to wield. Yeah, exactly. And 
I remember someone gave me pushback on that metaphor. They were like, well, Aragorn still picked up the sword and went to battle and became a king. I was like, yeah, but like Aragorn was like the perfect king because he didn't want it. But because of how much of a servant he was, because of the heart he had for his mm-hmm. people, like with without like like basically like society put him into that position. Right. Like he he didn't seek that position. Society put him there. He he just through his own merits ended up at the top of that hierarchy and was was called upon to to be uh, a servant to to, to to his people to to mankind and so mm. it's like I do think there's a role for that and I, I always like the the Tolkien idea of like the the sort of like he had the, in one of his letters he was talking about like like when he was talking about like how his political views lean towards anarchy and he kind of thinks that like an anarchist society would almost be like you know years and centuries of of peace and then if conflict arises it's almost like the book of judges like like the people you know find the 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 king or the judge or someone who leads them into battle and 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 you know does what needs to be done and then you know they they die away and they go back into that like you know the the, the shire yeah back to the shire back to the 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 peaceful anarchy you know in, in between those those stages of conflict i i guess it's just like you, you you're not gonna you know we're not going to avoid conflict completely in this lifetime but we just have to find the you know the, the most harm reduction i think and i, I think we kind of see eye to eye on that one um yeah. so. and even on the on a similar like i, I don't know but you, i'm certainly not a pacifist by any stretch of the imagination no, like I, there's, no. there's 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 a place for conflict and sometimes it is necessary to to you know we can him and how about the, the yeah, i think we violence, can read like there's, there's a there's a place wield, to, to yeah. pick up the sword but the yes. but the but I, but it's there's a distinction between you know having to defend yourself and, and do violence when it is just and there's and doing evil and it's it's hard to see the action of the You're state as anything to, but evil yeah 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 you need to be aragorn and not boromir like because and you know uh, right. and I, I forget who said it someone was like everyone grows up thinking that they are going only to discover uh, as they mature that they're actually bo- a, a boromir which yep. is such a <laughs> that's such beautiful a, yeah such a such a beautiful deep state but that that story is so like I, I need to go reread and rewatch all that stuff but i'm waiting like there's such a urge when you have kids that like you want to show them all the stuff but you're like uh-huh. you also want to wait till they're old enough to really appreciate it so i'm like waiting to to kind of like go through because I, I, I want to do it with like as fresh of a set of an eyes i i can mm-hmm. um to to make the experience that much that much better um so, but yeah, there's there's so much to those stories. So I'll, I'll say this: uh, my mother was a huge Tolkien fan. She probably read the whole trilogy and The Hobbit every other year for like most of wow. her life, and started. <laughs> and so, I, I'm, some of my earliest memories, I was probably probably the age of some of, of some of your oldest kids, was her just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to read The Hobbit, and then we're just going to jump right into Fellowship of the Ring. And I had no idea what was going on, but I I, I think your I think your kids are plenty old to go ahead and just jump into those because there's so much there's so much beauty in those that is just that is that is worthwhile and is worth really having them experience so I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all in favor go ahead and go ahead and start them young start them on tolkien they'll go up catholic it'll be great there's so many differences between protestants and catholics one of the things i've noticed and like i appreciate is that catholics don't treat kids like they're stupid whereas protestants do and like that that is like my default mindset almost because that's what i was raised in but like but at the same time i've noticed that my kids aren't really stupid and like sometimes like i'll think i have to explain things in like the most dumbed down way possible to them 
and then but, but then like my wife doesn't do that and uh she's like a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling them and all that and like so we just recently for homeschooling had to do uh the, our state makes us do like yearly evaluations mm -hmm. so we had to get an evaluator to come and like check make sure that like you know we're up to the state's standards as far as like sure. you know and the the evaluator was just like blown away with with our oldest she, she was just like i don't like he's like <laughs> he's like he's not even like he's he's at like a third grade le level and he's at he's like in first grade and like he and like my son like just would not stop talking about like all <laughs> the things that he learned and was excited to learn and wanted to keep learning and like um for example he was talking about how we went to a museum and he's really into dinosaurs we went to a, a local museum that had like a dinosaur exhibit and there were some dinosaurs there that the um person that was like kind of like showing people around named incorrectly and my son knew the name of the dinosaur just looking at the fossil and going and it was like no that's i don't even know like that's a parasolophilus and it's like no and, oh, oh yeah you're right and i'm just like my son's seven like <laughs> <laughs> why does he know more than the guide right but it's like so and i'm and i've started to realize like you know if he's if kids are that capable of that kind of potential with with something like dinosaurs like there's no reason why, like, I, I kind of hate, I, I'm coming to hate the Protestant idea, like Sunday school and keeping kids out of the service and stuff. It's just like, is that really, like, has that been good for them? Because I feel like they just get taught a dumbed, like, a, like a, a such a watered down version of the gospel through mm -hmm. that process that it's just like, there's no meat or compellingness or sophistication to it. And like, and then we wonder why there's so many people falling out of the faith. It's because like, it, it's been diluted to the point of, of like nothing. No, uh, so um, man is, is first and foremost an intellectual creature, is, is, is our, our highest power is our intellect. And we, we crave to know, like we, our, our end is to know. And so I think it's, it's such a boon, especially at those age, like you said, when you're, when you're homeschooling, there's just, they, they soak up information like a sponge. And I think it's sort of insane that we say, okay, well, you know, here's here's the you know here's your your multiplication table or your math or whatever. Here's your but you know the the things that really matter, you know, understanding your your religion, understanding your faith, understanding your relationship with God. We'll we'll give you sort of the Saturday morning cartoon version of that because we're not really ready to. You're, you're not ready for that yet. I think is it does them a, a huge disservice, and I think it's not only do they sort of are they ready for more. I think they sort of get a sense of, okay, we're not really quite getting that, you know, there's holes in this that we sort of pick up on at least um, subconsciously. Right. And it, and it sort of turns them off again, like, well, there, there's something more to this, but it's never really, they never get it in their formation. I think it's, unfortunately, it's an issue with, at least in the United States, a lot of Catholic formation is there's just, there's this, there's such value to, to asking people to come up to a higher level. Just that they're like, okay, this, this is going to be, this is, you know, because for a young child, it can be difficult, but they're, if you, if you well, um, just, sort of push them to reach that level, they can, they can achieve so much and it's, and they are so much happier for it. And I think it's, it's the it's tyranny of, of low expectations, right? It's like when you, when you, when you tell people they're doomed to fail from the start, like th that's kind of what they're going to do. <laughs> but I, can, I can't imagine the worst thing to tell a child than like, this is going to be too hard for you. Like yeah. One, they hate that as they should. And two, it just it sets up such a such a bad loop in their minds. Well, it's like the um, I remember arguing with an atheist years ago before my kids were old enough to really like talk at like my son was like maybe one and a half. And they were like, you know, well, you're not going to you know read the whole Bible to them. Like, you're not going to read the story of Abraham going to sacrifice Isaac or anything like that's That's how could you read that to a kid? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I remember learning that as a kid and it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't that hard for me. And I remember the first time I read that story to my son and like my son, like I thought I'd have to sit there and like, and I was actually panicking at that point. I was like, Oh crap. Maybe the story is a little tough to, 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 to right. read to like a six year old, but he was just like, okay. So Abraham knew that God wasn't going to harm, you know, let Isaac die. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You got, you, you got that. It's about Abraham's faith. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's not like we, we, you know, in some ways it's just like, all right, my kids, sometimes it's like, okay, my kid's really smart or I'm just really dumb. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but, well, it's also the sort of thing, these things can be hard, but, but they don't have to get it all in one blush. Like you can, you, you can give them the whole picture. They pick up some of it. You talk to them about it and then you pick it up again in, in, in six months or a year or two years. And they, and, it, and it's something that can build on itself. You don't have to, you don't have to piecemeal it to them. Cause there's no, like if they, if they don't get it all at once, that's okay. It's not the worst well, thing in the world. About, like, think about how many people out there like kids and like you know they're in like something what when they're into something they know everything about it right like i know people who are into comics and like they can tell you like every obscure detail about some obscure superhero in a comic that no one's ever read you know what i mean and it's just like the, so the key is like like people are you know and and kids and teenagers are vastly intelligent and they can work hard it's just like are you incentivizing them to and, and raising them to put that energy and that care into, you know, godly and righteous things? And I think that's kind of our job as parents is to like channel that energy to productive, you know, productive things and things that bring life rather than to, to things that that are sinful and bring death. And so mm -hmm. it's just it's I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but it's just it's something that um, in my constant uh analyzing of the the landscape because I, I i again i find i'm mostly like temperamentally at home with with uh with, with my catholic uh libertarian friends um and like uh, there's some people in the the protestant circles who are like sometimes irritated with me because they <laughs> they think that there's like you know no the reformation was good and i'm just like ah, i don't it's like, and then they'll bring up every single you know, reason why Catholicism is, is bad. And it's just like, well, it's like, again, I'm not even like, I'm not Catholic. It's just like, but you know, y your argument for me being a Protestant has to be more than, Ooh, Catholicism bad. I was like, that's just not, you know, <laughs> like I'm, that's, this is just not, com not compelling. We're, we're turning um, it back into the, you know, anarchism is not a, is not a positive philosophy because it's only a, it's only a negation. Like if you're, if you're saying other things are bad, that's not <laughs> putting forward any kind of positive. It's almost what Protestant Yeah. Protestantism yeah. is just cath meh, meh Catholicism bad. It's like, okay, <laughs> well build, build a, build a cohesive church out of that. Oh no, you can't. Turns out it's just endless fracturing <laughs> and, 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 and fracturing of fracturing. And then uh, like, I mean, like, what was your comment I, yesterday about the desert island where like the, the one the one Protestant has to like develop multiple personality disorder, right? Yeah. Just like a break off of multiple churches, <laughs> and then but then he'll convert to Catholicism, and then like you'll have each one of his personalities will will just serve a different function. So he'll you know one of them will be the priest, and one of them will be the bishop. <laughs> it's just like, oh God, um, no, it's I don't know one of the, one one of these days I have to have like you and, and Caleb and some others on to, to, to do a deeper dive into Catholicism. I'm not, not quite ready for it yet. Cause I want to be prepared to like bring the certain things that like I have heard that like, if true, make it hard for me to completely like be open to mm -hmm. uh, exploring Catholicism closer. 
but I, I want to know if, you know, these things I were, I was told I was given to by, you know, people who had an obvious anti-Catholic bias. So it's like, and I mean, I've, I've, I've explored some of the easy ones. Like I know that Catholics don't worship, like you don't worship the saints when you're praying to them. And I know that, um, the, uh, some of the stuff that people say about uh, the Catholic view on Mary is inaccurate, but then some of it I still have questions about. So I don't know. That'll that'll have to be an episode sometime in the future. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing, Caleb. I think we probably will try and get you on uh, one of the Ostrotomism things at some point and just go over whatever. But no, it's because it's, it's it's the kind of thing that's there's a, there's a lot of things there, and like we were talking about at the beginning, like it is it's the most important thing. Like it's it's is it should be sort of primary consideration. So if you're, if we're not taking our time and making sure we understand all the ins and outs of it, we're, we're doing a disservice to ourselves. So yeah, and it could, it could be much. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I like, I mean, sometimes I feel like, all right, well, should I, you know, well, so I didn't abandon the libertarian party when it was struggling, right? Like I joined the Mises caucus, we took over the libertarian party and, you know, we're, we're trying to make it great again, you know? Like, and it's like, some people have been like, well, if you're, you know, yeah, the Protestant church isn't perfect, but like, you know, you should, you should just try to make it better rather than just abandoning it. And it's just like, okay, well, it, it's one thing to save a sinking ship. It's another thing to go to the Titanic and be like, we're going to resurrect it. It's just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't think there's anything left to save. Like, it's just, it's, it, it's dead. It's, it's at the bottom of the ocean. And, I can't quite get over the irony of, of of Protestants sitting there saying, you know, no, you don't. You know, we need to we need to stay one unified whole. You need to. You can. We can make this work. Just <laughs> ah, too late. So you angry. had your yeah. chance. You, yeah, it's just we could have had we could have had five hundred years of like you know maybe, maybe the best timeline would have been that Luther and Calvin and all them had important things to say, but they just remained Catholics and over five hundred years maybe. Because not everything they said was right, but maybe like that nugget of truth that, like we were talking about earlier, like how anarchism, like the the, the beginning, it was like, okay, well, you know, a lot of this is stupid and crazy, but there's a nugget of truth there. Like if they had maybe just persevered, maybe, you know, Catholics after them would have went, hmm, you know, and I, I think to some extent they have. Um, I remember listening to a podcast uh, podcast with um. Uh, Bishop Barron, and he was actually, it was on Reformation Day, and he actually went through and said, look, actually, there's some things that the Reformers said that were true, and that we've actually since adopted. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, so then like, why didn't, I, I don't know, it just... Yeah, I know I keep harping on it, but we've been, we've been going through uh, Jacques Maritain's Three Reformers, where he talks in, in detail about Luther, and one of the sort of his sides is like, okay, these, these great figures in history, even if you even if you hate everything they did, like, People that are completely worthless don't become great. Like there must have been something good in Luther, or no one would have bothered listening to him begin with. Like so there had right. to be. Like well, I mean, one is his prose is fantastic. He's a great writer, but like he he clearly understood something. I think he got a lot of things horribly wrong. But there had, there was definitely you know like you said, if he had stayed Catholic and just sort of you know was able to refine his vision, he could have been a great priest and could have been a great actually you know a reformer instead of sort of a revolutionary. Like you know, fix the things that were wrong with the with the church in in a, in a fundamental sense. Yeah, I think that is the best timeline. Is is Luther manages yeah. to to find his way back to the church? Yeah, because I mean, it's just as much as I I like decentralization when it comes to political structures and and the economy and all that. It's like I just it, it doesn't work well with like that does that does not map onto Christianity and the church. Like it just doesn't. Like like ooh, we're gonna have five hundred different churches that all have their different interpretations. Like wait, no. That, 
it doesn't really square well with the idea <laughs> of a, a omnipotent creator who you know sent his son to die for us and like put your faith in it but which one like no that just it it doesn't it just doesn't work yeah I, I, mean, we, like, we, I, we, I can no i can no longer do the mental gymnastics to try to make that work it just doesn't and we we have we have the one reality there there is a correct interpretation you know whether whether it's the you know catholic one like or they the just, they're, they're, yeah, they, exactly. they can't they can't all be right so that they, like, they, like, like they don't realize how they're the precursor for for like this postmodern hellhole that we're living in right now mm-hmm. where all truth is subjective and it's just like uh you know or as i like to say it it's it, it's individualism gone haywire is what right. it is and people and, and some libertarians are like what well, you can't have uh, tyrannical individualism. It's just like it's exactly what postmodernism is. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's it's radical tyrannical individualism. And yet, yeah, I'm sorry, you can draw a straight line from that to the Enlightenment and from the Enlightenment to the Reformation. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I'd love to save the baby from the bathwater, but you know, the the, the it's a, you know, there's a lot of bathwater and it's just a little <laughs> bit of baby. Much <laughs> baby, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a clump of cells. Uh, no, <laughs> bad joke. Okay. Um, so the the other thing I wanted to go back to is, is my, my point about like sort of the the proper I think understanding of, of Christian anarchism or Catholic anarchism is it's it's maybe no rules or rulers except you know God and and the the law He has put down. Like there there's there the the central authority doesn't make a lot of sense unless it's the one central authority that is that is the that is the rule that is the King of Kings and is the is the source of existence. Centralization makes sense if you if the if the the head of your hierarchy is I am like it just that true yeah that, that one will work out okay the rest of them you know that there's there's ambiguity there there's, there none of them else have a claim of being perfectly correct and perfectly true and perfectly good um, if you're under that hierarchy you know okay that can that can work out pretty well but any separate hierarchy if it's not rooted in the natural law it's you know, decentralization is good because it w- will find the good ones you know the, the ones that work out will be the ones that sort of rise to the top. And if you if you try and force these unnatural hierarchies or try and force um, try and force centralization, you don't have the opportunity to to discover what's good and true. Right, and that's part of my reason why I'm I'm so against the idea of like Christian theocracy too, is because like you can try to play the game of the ring of power and 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 wielding the state, um, you know, against the non Christians. But I think history just proves that the the non-christians and the actual satanists and the uh the um the you know the secular people the, the people who are pushing all these agendas they are way better at playing that game than we are like the, and and that's not even a criticism of us it's like oh wow like demonic people are playing it are better at playing demonic games than christians <laughs> yeah, like, exactly like well duh we shouldn't be playing those games. Like they're not for us to play. And like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the left of, Oh God, they, they, they obfuscate everything. Like they take words like le- like authority and hierarchy and corrupt them. And it's like, I just always go back to like, what did Jesus say that being a leader was like, it was to be a servant. It was to wash his apostles feet. It's like the, 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 the great thing about putting God at the, as your centralized, uh authority as putting him at the top of your hierarchy is that like he straightens out those hierarchies and those authority structures to let to where they are basically libertarian because you're not coercively ruling over people you're 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 
ruling them in a sense, but you're ruling them through um, through serving them, which is the the exact model that that Jesus showed us. And you know that, that that's what we have to try. Like to me, that is you know, which it, not surprisingly, you know, like Jesus is sort of like that vergence of showing liber- how like libertarian praxis um is like the mirror image of of godly heavenly authority and hierarchy does that does that make sense i think so and i think there's it's i i hate trying to to stretch the the libertarian metaphor too far i think there's there's certainly a facet of that i i hate trying to and i don't think you're doing this but i think it can be confused to try and try and you know view the entire gospel through a libertarian lens or make it a libertarian story, which it's, which it's not. No. Um, and I, I think there, I, so I think it's, it's a valid point in, in, as, no, as, no, as if, any, if anything, if anything, libertarianism is like a Christian story. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, like, that's it's, a better way of putting it. Yeah. It's, it's not that, it's not that you shouldn't read uh, your Christianity through a libertarian lens. It's like, no, like, like you should read libertarianism through a Christian lens, and mm-hmm. I think, I think, again, I think libertarianism is just logical, uh, resultant conclusions based upon the biblical Christian norms that we that that we see in the scriptures. Does it? Does that make like? And, yeah. and, and but I but I do get the pushback. Like some people don't thread that needle, and they they go to the other side where it's like you know. Oh, God can't do this because he'd be a tyrant, and and, and or it's just like yeah. they have no idea what God is. Which, which I, like, which is funny because like, um, I was always intrinsically get that against that from the beginning, but that's just because I'm a Calvinist, and you know, to the Calvinist, God, God is a, a authoritarian strongman, but no, <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah, no, um, well, we're we're uh, a little bit over an hour here, but uh, but yeah, no, I think this was a good conversation. I think we uh. uh covered some good topics do you have any uh any any closing thoughts or um bows you want to uh tie up you know loose ends you want to tie up before we uh before we uh call it a night yeah i'm, I'm trying to i'm is anything i can say concisely because like, i'm it's it's probably been a is a good stopping point there's a couple more threads i could probably pull on we could go out for a little while longer um i i do love your idea of sort of of, of understanding the idea of, of the leader servant is that is that the the um and and that's that's the way that you can that you can have these sort of natural hierarchies come into being is you don't is, is you don't have authoritarian from it's like that is that isn't that isn't god given authority the god given authority is the is the is the father you know the the actual father of the family but you know the the one that is willing to die for the people that are under his under his care you know that you actually lo- right. you love your children more than you the love state, yourself that, that, the that's state, the that's the kind of person that that can be an actual leader right not See, the, the person the that, state yeah. makes you die for them but true leaders die for you like that's that that is sort of like you know partly what the gospel message i mean the the gospel tells us so many things but like one of those truths is that like like true leadership is not you know go because i mean that's what god tells him in first samuel 8 he's like you know this you know you want a king this earthly king is going to make you fight in his wars and die in his wars and Mm -hmm. and serve him but jesus is a king that comes down and, and 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 serves us and it's like that's such a foreign idea right well, like i think <laughs> it's it's foreign in politics well i guess that that's i mean that, i think that that's why the and analogy is in the right word i mean analogy is sort of the right word but but in the backward sense the idea of god the father is a very is a very poignant one because he's i mean yes he's king of kings but all like jesus is the king of kings but also there's this familiar relationship is the is the 
it's 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 a very common idea if you talk about a, a, a family like the parents are willing to die for their children that is that is the norm and as it should be and that's that's that should be the model um yeah and i think like we were talking about earlier with that with uh, ownership of your body being actual self stewardship that's the right way to think of leadership as well as the people under your cares are you are you are their steward is is your the highest good that you can pursue is not what they can do for you but what you can do for them and so the the, the ways that you can you know, say, say, make them do things have to be for their good and not for yours, or it's not your, your authority isn't valid. Yeah, I do think the most like one, one, one quick th thing here at the end, like I, the abortion topic has certainly made me notice like the one, like the, the most glaring hole, other than like the God shaped hole, just broadly speaking, in libertarianism, like like one glaring hole that it has that like, I, I hope Christians can help to push to refine the libertarian philosophy to uh, integrate this idea into because it would make it more uh, complete and more compatible with Christianity is that, you know, ownership or stewardship, whatever you want to talk about it, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, ownership gives you the exclusive right to control something. And that in a sense, that's almost power, right? But like, what's that idea that like, you know, to me, I think is actually a Christian idea, but but people more famously know it from Spider-Man, like with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> right, and right. like, but that's so true. Like, yes, you own like, like if you want to say you own yourself or you steward yourself, whatever, like, yes, you do. You control your body, you control your property. And with it's, it's, that, it's, it's the parable of the talents, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like, it's like, like, it's like it, you were entrusted with this. You get to do what you want with it, but you you have an obligation to do what you're supposed to with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and I think that the 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 needle that needs to be threaded there is that like positive rights aren't an anathema to libertarianism, but libertarianism cannot survive without po positive obligations, which is I think distinct from rights, but. To some libertarians, like they can't see the distinction there, but I think it's like, well, I'm I, I don't necessarily want to compel you to do the right thing, but if nobody does the right thing, this whole thing will not work. Like you have to, you, you cannot have freedom without responsibility, and you cannot have freedom without, um, you cannot, you can't, you can't have ownership and stewardship without fulfilling the the, uh, the implicit and explicit obligations that come with those things. Yeah, and ultimately, like all, all the things we talk about, how we want the political system to be. If if the culture is as rotten as it is, none of it does a lot of good. Yeah, exactly. As, yeah. As you, as you fundamentally, <laughs> there needs to be. We, we've and you know, and Rothbard to, got that right. He said, yes. like you know, like he's like he's like you, you doesn't matter. Like I think I think the way he put it was like uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the the politics doesn't matter to a culture that's completely like degenerate and fallen and doesn't care about liberty. Like mm -hmm. you could have you know anarchy and it wouldn't work oh, flip side you could have if you had like like a wholly virtuous people who were anti-authoritarian and their political structure was like there to be abused in an authoritarian way well it wouldn't matter because they wouldn't have the desire to use it so like i think the political structure matters but like the the mm -hmm. heart of the people and the soul of the people matters it does matter so much more and the, and the political structure, I think, has done a lot to corrupt the soul of the people in, in the yeah, West. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so the, it can still work the other way in a lot of ways. But so there's, and there's, there's something to be said for, you know, can, okay, can the political structure also reform it? But we get back to the that's same, the okay, how, how do you do, like, 
it can corrupt it, but I don't know if you, it's like, I think sometimes the post-libertarians, it's like, well, if it corrupted it, then we can use it to reform it. It's like, it, mm. you can't use it the same way. Like you, like you yeah, said, it doesn't, I don't think it works that way. Demonic games better than we're going, than we are. So. Right. Exactly. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, we, we got to put a hard stop somewhere or we'll be like two o'clock in the morning and I, I got to go to work. <laughs> and, and, you, and you've got to get your two hours of sleep for the night. So <laughs> exactly. Right. So, um, so, uh, what, what again is your Twitter handle? And, um, if you, I don't know if you want to plug that and plug. Sure. The, yeah. So uh, it's at Ayn Kath, like Ayn Rand, A-Y-N, uh, C-A-T-H. Um, I'm writing hopefully regular. I keep saying it's gonna be more regular and it never actually happens. Um, anarchocatholic.substack.com. Um, I'm contributing to Ostrotomism. I think that's the, the URL now. It keeps we're, we're trying to get the right URL, but it should be Ostrotomism.com. And I'm I'm a fairly regular uh, make regular appearances on the Ostrotomism podcast. Yes, and, on and, YouTube and wherever and, else. And, and and I'm there regularly in the comments trolling them because it's my it's my uh, my new Tower Power Hour. Like I've I've already been on that, and it's like <laughs> now it's not fun anymore. It's like I, 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 need, I need a new podcast to troll until I can get on. So. It's the mountain climber thing. Like we're uh, I'm I'm. I feel I feel like you're not going the right order. Like you've done Everest, and now you're going back to like we're like Kilimanjaro or something like that. But so yeah, I feel like maybe. we we need to we need to make it a lot more difficult for you. Just so you just so you have that ambition. So until you until you figure out where you're going next, we're gonna have to well, just so like, life, like, like 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 life's not fun without like a challenge. And it's like I like I I I climbed out Everest too soon. It's like I should have worked my way up, but it's like I just like now like I don't have any anything to struggle against and, and so to be fair we're, we're we're giving far too much credit to tower power they're not they're not everest they're like i don't know no they're not new what's I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to think of a, of a moderately high hill <laughs> like we're, we're we're certainly a shorter hill but like it's we're, we're certainly we're not like you know the we're not we're not above the, in like the death zone right you're not you don't need sherpas to get up to the top of any of these things no no so all right. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks again, Eincast uh, uh, for for coming on. And uh, yeah, um, we will be back sometime soon with some more content. But until next time, remember: don't fear the fire. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.